Welcome to Speaking Highly with John Huck. I am John Huck, and with me until uh, he decides to take the rover to Mars, Indy Fawcett. As if that's an option. Well, you can't take the rover there, but you could soon. We might be sending people there. You don't know. We're working yeah, on it. Yeah, I mean, with, um, the track record Elon's on. I mean, sure. Yeah, we'll be we'll be dancing on the on Mars and in no time, dude. No we're, time. Yeah, we're we're literally already gonna start taking people up to orbit the earth um like civilians within the year now imagine doing yoga in space <laughs> how about that my god your transitions they are <laughs> insanely flawless wow that was wild our Incredible. topic today our topic today is yoga and i'm going to put a slash and then mindfulness because we are also yep. um originally this was just going to be a podcast about yoga and then um, after talking to our guest and realizing that the two things are sort of intertwined. Synonymous, yeah. Synonymous, intertwined, meshed. Um, they go hand in hand. So, yeah, yoga and mindfulness is what we are talking about today. Uh, yoga, and I'm focusing on yoga in the in the fact area, but yoga thought to have be, you know, it dates back to something like 3000 4000 BCE by the way we we don't do Dang. um we don't do Ooh, uh, before the current era th thank you i didn't i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know that's how we said I, it I, that's all they did in my history my high school history books is BCE oh my god that's how old i am i'm yeah. literally still walking around going ah, before christ after death which doesn't mean <laughs> after death yeah they and make it, sure they're like yeah there's no christ here there's dude that's <laughs> insane i literally uh, I was like, at least that's I, the California public school system. Dude, I know I, it's online. I read BCE and I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? I yeah. literally looked it up and I was like, before the current era, I'm like, oh, I guess we don't talk about Jesus anymore. Yeah, it's a non-religious. Yeah, uh, that makes sense though. That yeah. makes sense. Current era, what we're living in now, 3,000 years before this. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yoga Jeez. was something that people were doing in, you know, India, and mm -hmm. other parts of Asia. And, um, it, it 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 grew it was it you know they were it was part of like religion mm -hmm. and just a way of life you know because because like back then their religion was sort of their life it was like yeah i could i could imagine that it would be you know one of among the earliest of things to be discovered or to be practiced because of its ease of access you're just sitting there being present and using your body and right, like I'm sure body. that's you don't like need anything extra. You right. don't need, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I'm sure it's that's all, like how like philosophy started, and all you know, all these other things too. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. Sitting, being still, right, and thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What if I just but, do but this? Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, and when I say thinking, I, I mean like not thinking, like being present, clear mind. So there's right. a difference between chattering thoughts of what's going to happen tomorrow, even though it's not yeah. guaranteed, and what i'm doing right and then now watching and those thoughts still yeah. and then watching those thoughts just go away because yeah. they're not going to serve you uh positively but um in the 19th century of course yoga gurus started teaching yoga to people in the west and you know we of course figured out how to make it um <laughs> competitive competitive <laughs> and a workout and yeah. oh you're a puss you don't you do that kind of yoga uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> we figured out how to be jerk offs about yoga, um, and that's and that honestly, when I first started doing yoga, I talk about this a little bit later, but I, I was a little bit of a jerk off, meaning 
at first I was dismissive. I was like, yeah, yo, okay, I, I can lift weights and get a good workout. Yeah. Do I need yoga? And then <laughs> once I started realizing that it was actually a really good workout, I started to get fairly competitive within the class yeah. that I was taking. Who They were mostly, you know, housewives and, and yeah. people who, because I was going to the gym like a little, I didn't have a job, so I was going to the gym a little bit after the rush. Well, that's you the know, American the thing, right? Like that's, that we, the first thing we do is compete as Americans, right? It, like that's the first thing our mind goes to, right? It kind of feels that way and it's probably not healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's counterintuitive to what the yoga is trying to Exactly. It's the do. opposite yeah. of what is going, should be going on. Yeah, so we turned it into that. But but look, it's still, you know, it, if that's why you get into it, fine. Because once you really start doing it, uh, it opens things up and you realize that, like I said, I used to take these classes at a gym and I needed the class. I needed that competitive edge to motivate me. Yeah, yeah. To, to go an hour without quitting and going, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Like I had that attitude like, halfway through every class, like how much fucking longer is this going to yeah. be, you know? Yeah. And I, and I soon that, that disappears and then you're like, oh, we're done. Oh, it's over. Oh, and well, then aren't aren't those things, those thoughts that boil up and, you know, the, you know when is this going to end? Those kind of things. Aren't those a a kind of uh, uh, a poke or a reminder to uh, 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 center yourself? Yes. Or, you know, it's, it's more of like the universe going, hey, bub, this is the chance to pay attention. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. So when yeah. you get through the idea that I can just quit, I don't want to do this, and you work through it, and you're like, well, why? Why do I want to quit? And you start exactly. To, what yeah. is it about? Am I not able to do it? Can I not hold the pose? What's my problem? And then you're by the end of it, you're done. You're like, oh, I didn't need <laughs> yeah. to quit at all. It's I was all just fear being based. A puss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, the benefits. You know, I'm not going to bore you. I don't. The jargon isn't even important or what we want to get into. I mean, there's. Once you start doing yoga, people use different terminology, and then it is what it is. But the benefits, just the health, you you know, like I said, man, my wife suggested it to me, and I started taking it a little bit, you know, you know, and now it's part of my daily. I wake up, I take a shit, I meditate for ten minutes, and then I do yoga for a half an hour to an hour every morning. That's great. That's that's, that's just awesome. Like, and if I don't. I feel, and we talk about this with our guest today. Um, yeah, great our, guest. Our, our guest is Onika yeah. Mays. She yeah. is um, a yoga instructor. She's a physical, like a, a massage therapist, but she also teaches yoga and mindfulness at Rikers, which is a yeah. very famous hardcore jail in New York. Prison. Is it jail. a prison or a jail? It's a jail. Oh, it's a jail. Yeah. Jail. Sorry. And that's that's what we that's what we <laughs> I talked learned about. Incorrectly from I said Sorry, I okay. said prison. You just did the opposite. That's all right. I said prison, and she was like, actually, it's a jail. And I was like, the and I the difference. Your, yeah, never mind. The difference. The people need to know is that the jail is something I've been to, and then prison is only something I have visited someone in. That's <laughs> yeah. how we define those things. Yeah. And prison, um, where my brother is currently. Oh yes, that's right. In prison where your brother is currently, which I, why you should have popped in and been like, oh man. Oh I yeah, even, yeah. Any chance you can go why, to Arizona, or at least you know recommend someone who's there in Arizona. Right, yeah. You know, because again, I just I really feel like what she's doing is beneficial. Like it's 
when you when you get into mindfulness and yoga and the the idea of like being less reactionary and being in the present moment as often as you yeah. can, it leaves less room for anger, hatred, right. jealousy, irritation. You know yeah. the the things that seemingly um, egg us on every day and poke us. It's like yeah, they go away a little well, bit at a time. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting too because like you know she uh, Anika talks about you know, just, you know, treating people like a human, you know, it's like, that's, it's also super counterintuitive because, you know, you have the law and order folks who are like, you know, get what they deserve. They, you know, blah, 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 judge, judge, judge. And then how does that help anybody once they get out? You know, how does that help anybody at all when there's no room for any uh, uh, change in their life, positive yeah. change? Yeah, you know? because they've been, yeah, they've been, yeah, I, I agree with you. Through a system like that, yeah. They've got, you go through a system like that, and it's it it dehumanizes them, which makes them angry, makes people angry. Right. Um, and and whether if you're a person who thinks like, oh, good, you got what you deserve, you're in prison, you know, I'm not saying people shouldn't go to prison. I'm not saying that a privatized prisons privatized prisons are a scam and they should be done away with. But I'm saying correctional facilities in general, I, I believe, are necessary. There are people that are beyond help, of course, but when you go into those systems, when you go in there, there's ways to help these people so that when they come out, they're not twice as angry or twice as mean. Right. That, like, there's no rehabilitation in these prisons right. and these jails. There's nothing. Yeah, and in, in like the state of California, what's it's last time I heard was fifty grand uh, an inmate per year to, to keep them, you know, in the system. Fucking and it's like, insane. How and if we're doing no work on I know this isn't necessarily yoga meditation, but if we're doing no work on minimizing them coming back into the system, then you're only that's it's a, almost corruption. It's a business. It's, it's almost that's like what, it's a it's waste a of money. Privatized prisons are a business. Right. It's like they don't get yeah. a shit. Go go out, come right back. Like yeah. it's like a hotel that you can't leave to them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll and, see you. And, we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And fifty thousand dollars an inmate. You think all fifty grand goes to that inmate? Come on. I mean, and it's that like, was probably ten years ago when I heard exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's probably twice as much and they get even less. So yeah. it's like yeah, it's 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 maddening. And um But we need to be present, John. We, we need, need to be present, present in the moment. <laughs> Again, no one's saying you can't be upset or have a bad day or have a bad thought or, you know, it's just a matter of not clinging to these things and letting them go yeah. because they don't serve any real purpose. You yeah. know, don't get worked up about a thing that you think is going to happen tomorrow because tomorrow's not a guarantee. You Do you remember the thing you were pissed about three months ago? No. I don't know. No. 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 I mean, but <laughs> you know, five years ago, to I be aware of that, though. five years ago, I would have said, yeah. I am. I, I, I know exactly what I was mad at, and I know who it was, and I know why. And here's and, my journal about. And, and, and here's, here's my the notes. fucking twenty minutes of things that I thought might make a joke. Here's it my hit list to, of people. Yeah, yeah. It turns out to just be an insulting list of things that I don't like about somebody. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's it's helped me. My attitude has improved. Um, you yeah. know, I'm more flexible. I get off the couch without grunting. You know, and and again, not being hungover all the time helps too. But I just, yeah. I'm, I feel lighter. I feel, you know, you move differently when you. Yeah, I don't think there's a, think a like it. when you're done doing it. Like you know, people say this of exercise, right? Like you're not gonna be like, wow, I, I really regret doing that. You no. know, <laughs> like it's only it's only gonna help you. 
Yes. Yeah. I've never, I've never done yoga and be like, God, I shouldn't have done that. Like it was, it's never been, it's never (laughs) been a thing. But I'd say I've done, I've, I've said I shouldn't have done that many, many a Saturday mornings after Friday night out. Many, many Taco Bells. Oh my God. (laughs) TB. I was going with hangovers, but yes, the Taco Bell, I've definitely said as I'm eating Taco Bell, I've said (laughs) I shouldn't have done this. Like I've, you know, I've had that. Yeah. Anyway, Uh, we're off topic, but. It's yeah. yoga, so, everybody. Yeah, it's yoga, guys. It's yoga. Um, <laughs> look, I think we can get to our, to, our guest. We, I mean, we can calm down. To, I know, I yeah. know. You, you, you're mad. You don't want to hear me talk anymore. I want. I want to do. I, I want to give a couple. I want to give oh, a couple. This, of be present, I'm pre- Indy. I'm being be pre- present. No, I'm be present. <laughs> being present. You know, when when the when the rails come off the show. You got to keep on track. You're, this, yes. this is my job here. Yeah, yes, it is. That's true. That's true. But I want to say real quick, just. Things that yoga improves. If you, if you don't, if you're not into like improving your mental state, or if you don't think you need your mental state improved, um, good for you. Good for you, I guess. But also, <laughs> hey, fucking weirdo, look at the world you live in. Trust me, you do need help. Yeah. Um, and th- also, it, thinking in absolutes, it's not realistic. No, look, if it, you, it's yeah. good. It's good for balance, digestion, your ankles, knees, wrists, all your joints, sockets, your back, your front, your neck. It's going to help with heart disease, stimulates brain function. It helps depression, anxiety, and stress. Mm. Um, look, these are things that we are we all feel and have at one point in time or another. And that should yoga, be a verse in your next uh, hip hop drop song. Your next song. Why did it rhyme? You, I don't know. It just felt oh. like. Bum, 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 bum. Mm. Um, and and I also I want to say that like everybody is different. Our body types are all different, and I get it. My what I can do athletically isn't something that maybe somebody else can do, or or vice versa. But there are enough videos online that no matter what your body type, no matter what your physical ability, no matter what your like, if you're missing a limb, I mean there are. There's a video of free yoga online for every type of person with every kind of skill level. There yeah. is no, there is nobody left out of yoga. Um, yeah, and it's it's at its core, right? Like a, a yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a mind thing, right? It's like the it's hard to even uncover it where the fact that you would even want to do yoga is even a step towards positive thinking, yes. positive change in your life, right? Where just it's like stepping on the mat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there are two, I just want to give a shout out to two schools. These are two people I was going to try to get in contact with before I found our guest today. Um, there's a floating yoga school on YouTube, a woman named Helen, shout out to her. They have a great, she runs a great class and she has a lot of free videos online. She's very, Let's do it. We're going, we're doing yoga. And then you do like 45 minutes to an hour of pure fucking yoga. You know, you're in it. Awesome. Uh, and then there's another one, um, Yoga with Adrian. So I want to give a shout out to Yoga with Adrian and her dog, Benji. She's very, she speaks to me in it like when I, I, I like her voice. She's calm. You know what I mean? She's, she's really careful how she moves. There's there's a lot there. Like I really appreciate what she does. And she does whole it's month more long. She does month long um, like free classes so like it'll be like every day there'll be something on your youtube page about the next class and i mean just at this point if you're stuck at home and you have the internet there's no excuse to not even at least try exactly. yoga you know yeah. um but um yeah that's a, that's a good transition as good a transition as any we can get into uh talking with our guest who uh she, you know she was on lost Res- lost resort on tbs but like i said she also teaches mindfulness and yoga 
at Rikers in New York. Shout Enjoy. out Rikers. Dude, shout out to Rikers. <laughs> Enjoy my conversation <laughs> with Onika Mays, everybody. So uh, our guest today, um, let's see, hang on one second. I have a, uh, when it came time to pick our guest for today, actually, my wife was one who suggested her. Uh, she's been doing yoga for 20 years, teaching for more than 10, currently a meditation teacher, experienced registered yoga teacher, and licensed massage therapist. But the coolest thing for me, what set you apart from other yoga instructors I was going to talk to, is that you are currently also teaching mindfulness at Rikers Island Correctional Facility. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Speaking Highly, Onika Mays. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Really, uh, we to be here. really appreciate you taking the time. And um, I guess I, I looked at your website a little bit. I didn't want to do, I don't like to get too in depth of my research because then I'm, I don't, I become off as a robot, but um, uh, it's, I noticed you changed career paths. You, this wasn't always something like, you know, some people like from birth, I knew I was going to do that. And you were like, no. that wasn't you. No, I wish, um, Actually, I don't wish I, I knew what I was going to do. I, I think part of the, the great thing about me being where I am now is that um, I had no clue that I'd end up here. You know, I say, I've said before, if you had told me 15 years ago that I would be teaching yoga and mindfulness in one of the most notorious jails in the country, um, I would have laughed at you. You know, I really would have laughed. I would have thought that you were crazy. Um, I I spent actually about 20 years working in retail and most of that time was working in book retail. Um, Like book people are my people. I'm a a book nerd, um, you know, from a really young age. My my mom and my dad have always been into books. And I want to say it was probably around 2009, uh, 2000 and between 2007 and 2009, I had a couple of personal tragedies. Um, Somebody that I loved um, was killed in Iraq. And that sort of shifted something, you know, I was getting closer to 40 and was thinking, what is, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And even though I had been really successful, I didn't feel satisfied. Um, And then I got another job, was wooed away from selling books and I got fired, um, which I had never been fired before. Oh, Um, wow. Welcome to the club. (laughs) It was was like, it was. (laughs) such a blow even when i got fired i didn't register that i was getting fired i was like wait i don't i don't understand as it was happening you mean they're like yeah and clear your stuff out and you're gone and you're like so what time do i come in tomorrow like no 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 i was like well i don't understand but it's not me what do you what do you mean so i um i had been practicing yoga for a little bit but not consistently right like out of a job and I drove down to my parents' house at the time they had a place in South Carolina and I like showed up at the doorstep with my dog. Like, I don't know what I want to do for my life. And I ended up back on my yoga mat and I just started taking classes again and again, because the practice had been transformative, but I wasn't really committed. And then I did a teacher training and everything sort of just unfolded. Like once I really started not just practicing the physical practice of yoga, but living a yoga practice, um, my life changed forever and I, I couldn't be more great. I was talking to a friend yesterday that I couldn't be more grateful that I got fired. I don't think I would be here if that had, hadn't happened. Right. I, th- those types of things, like, do you think um, when you talked about your friend dying in Iraq, do you think that that 
was one of those things you said you were approaching 40 thinking like, okay, life is finite. We don't have with these bodies on this plane, we've only got so much time. Am I currently doing something that I am like, yeah, if I went out tomorrow, I'd be like, well, at least I was doing that. Or am I like doing something that's like burying me alive? That was exactly it. And you know, honestly, I think it took me a few years to process his death because I was just, I was at this place where I had a really nice living. I had like, you know, I was living in Jersey City, which is right across from Manhattan. I had a, a great apartment, a great life. I wasn't struggling at all. I, I was very successful. And yet I just wasn't satisfied. You were, and so you, I don't think if that had happened, I I don't know if I would have changed paths. You, you like to think that this, you know, where you are now would have found you somehow, but I don't think so. I think, um, I think for me, I need to sometimes be thrust into something. I tend to be fearless when something happens. I can sort of just leap, but I do, I do need that push. Um, and sometimes the push is more like a kick in the ass over a cliff. But, yeah. But it, but it happens. So. I think that's true for a lot of people who are like, yeah, I was thinking about doing this and I thought maybe I could get into yoga and and meditation, and then something happens, like the bottom drops out, you know? Mm -hmm. And you, you, you technically had all the things that you thought or you were taught or told growing up that this is why you exist. You exist mm -hmm. to get a job so that you can get a nice apartment in New Jersey mm -hmm. and you can take the train into New York and you can, you know what I mean? You, you think that this is what I'm supposed to have and then you get what you're supposed to have and you're like, I'm not happy about any of this. This isn't like fulfilling me. It's just stuff that I have now. It was stuff. And I, I thought that stuff was sort of what I wanted. And, you know, I do remember the first time though, that I took a yoga class, um, wasn't even a class in a studio. It took me a very long time to, to work up the nerve to actually go to a studio. My first yoga class was with Rodney Yee on a VHS tape in my apartment. <laughs> but, but, to, like and everyone's different for me when i started getting into yoga the class once i got over like i had i forced myself into it meaning like the same thing when i first started doing stand up it's like yes i'm nervous i'm uncomfortable are people going to laugh are they not going to laugh it's it's a it's a leap you take but like with the class it it made me stick to the hour mm -hmm. because if some lady next to me if Barbara, 65-year-old Barbara is doing binds and downward dogs at a professional level, I'm not going to puss out. Like, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna be there for the whole, I'm going to do what she's doing. Like, I'm yeah. tough. Like, it was one of those mindsets. And now I prefer, now that I have it kind of, the idea that I get up and that's one of the first things I do, it's sort of ingrained in my daily routine. Mm -hmm. I like the online the tv the youtube classes and i will stick to them and i will like challenge myself you know but but at first i needed that class because just waking up on my own and going oh now i'm gonna do yoga now that was never yeah, gonna happen I think, yeah so many you know it's funny for a lot of people um i think in the west anyway they find yoga because of a crisis there's something that prompts them because yoga is not, even though it's very popular now, it's still not part of regular vocabulary of something that you do. Um, but it is something that people reach for when there's something happening, whether it's a, a physical injury, you know, a doctor or a physical therapist tells you to try some yoga or because emotionally something's going on, somebody tells you to try yoga. So you're usually at this point because something's cracked 
you you're and also feeling desperate i was feeling very desperate at the time too when i committed to the practice it was like oh yeah the shit has really hit the fan like yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do with the rest of my life i'm kind of open to anything because i was feeling desperate um and and i think that also helped me to 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 see the possibilities of the practice and it's you know, when I first started, I was it, the physical practice itself was what I think I got a little bit addicted to. Like I felt strong and I felt the endorphins. But then when I started to study and really appreciated um, the the power and the history of this practice, you know, some say it's even five thousand years old, coming from South Asia, and that the word yoga itself comes from a Sanskrit word yog, which means yoke or unite, and that it's it's about really uniting our, our body and our mind sort of in the present moment. And when I started doing that, that's when I knew I would never turn back. And sometimes my physical practice isn't, you know, 90 minutes on a mat. Sometimes it is just sort of doing a down dog for like a few minutes and doing a meditation, but it's what I do off the mat that's changed my life. My life is different and I look at it differently. I respond differently because of the practice. Yes. And, and, and you, um, intertwine the yoga or uh, or do you just find that it's a natural part of uh, you in, intertwine mindfulness with mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. like you said it, it, it's a, like 3,000 5,000 year old practice that yeah. comes out of South Asia now America in the US the Western world we of course figured out how to use it to you know get ripped bodies and be vain and figure out you know and as i'm sure there's going to be a competition a reality show something you know what i mean yeah. so like we have like we've taken that um and given it the kind of us twist i guess but but um the mindfulness like how you move what you're doing and and then it really is like to be conscious of taking that with you off the mat. And like you said, it's not about doing, I gotta do 95 minutes of yoga yep. every day. I have to sweat through my underwear or I'm yep. not doing it. Sometimes it's like, I'm gonna do um, an extended child's pose. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a downward dog and then I'm gonna go take a shower and that'll be- and Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's like, I'm not actually gonna practice today. And it's the recognition. It's it's really like this, um, it's this moment of awakening and, and even when you, when, like when you study yoga, there's something, there's a text that's called the Yoga Sutras and it's like threads of wisdom that, that were gathered by this sage Patanjali. And the first, the first thread says, and now begins the practice of yoga. Atta yoga uh, nushasanam is how they say it. But that now was supposed to be like a, like wake up. Now, and now, now, like now, now. Be, be right here. And right so now. you realize yeah. that, okay, right now, I just need to be paying attention to what my mind or my body needs. Like that's practicing. So practicing sometimes for me is not practicing. It's walking or doing something else instead or doing nothing at all because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm freaking out most of the time and I just maybe need to sit. <laughs> and, and, and being conscious of that and knowing that you're just sitting, it's okay. It, yes. it, it's like, it, it, it takes away the... Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a big believer that the biggest problem with society is thinking like the, mm-hmm. the, the thought and not like positive thought, like, oh, I figured out how to right. figure out, I cured a disease or I figured out a problem or I mean, like, just like, oh man, tomorrow I'm supposed to get this phone call from yep. somebody and oh, what if they call and then, and you just, yes, 
and it just will destroy you from the yeah. inside. And and I was guilty of that for so long, like making up huge, you know, productions in my head of things that were mm -hmm. going to happen or the way people interpreted my behavior. And mm -hmm. and I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how people interpret anything that yeah. I it only me. I can only interpret things for myself. So it, it's one of those things like um, the, the mindfulness and get, taking it with you off the mat. It really opens up your world you know you're less reactionary mm -hmm. you're i mean especially for someone like me like i don't i don't know if you were your i don't know your was your demeanor was your personality before yoga was it any were you a, a kind of a level-headed easygoing person no. were you no, high strung no, no. were you yeah completely uptight completely quick-tempered and I'm, I'm still both to, to be perfectly honest with you but you know it now but I know you I understand it now <laughs> but i know i am which is a big difference i'm still quick-tempered um, but you I put still, that space in there. You put because yeah. I'm the same way. Like when someone says something to me, I have a reaction, yeah. and now, now I can put a little uh, bit of yep, just a little bit in there, and it's like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to snap at you. I've got a better thing to say. Yes, spaciousness. That's what the, that's what this practice gives us, right? Whether it's a mindfulness practice or or yoga, it gives us room, like room to let all of the feelings be there, right? Like I'm a big believer, and I talk about this a lot when I work with folks in jail. It's not about trying to make anything go away. Like you don't have to make your anger go away. You don't have to make your frustration or your despair go away. But when you make space for all that stuff and don't try to push anything down, it gives you liberation, gives you freedom to sort of accept yourself in the moment. And that's when you feel like truly free. Um, Cause I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not in a great place right now. And it's okay. I talk, I say the word and a lot. So whenever I say, but, like that's me not living my yoga. When I use the word but, I'm putting something in the way. But when gotcha. I say and, a door opens, like a huge door opens. Well, it's um, it's like improv, you know, yes and. They tell you, they teach you an improv class. It's like if you say no or but, then you're shutting a door. You're yeah. you're not letting the scene progress and, and the excitement of improv is you don't know where it's going to go. Exactly. And that's such as life. You like you open up. And when you say make space, I like that because, um, you know, you, when you think about your thoughts and you heard like you're the sky, your mm -hmm. thoughts are clouds. Yeah. Don't attach anything to them. Mm -hmm. You can. It's OK to have them yeah. that you're going to be mad and upset and jealous and enraged and all these things. And that you, but as long as you can just watch them sort of go by and see them and go, oh, I'm enraged because this, this, and this, and I, right. oh, but bye, it doesn't matter. And yeah. then there, there's room for all that emotion. There's room, it's instead of like you said, trying to like block it out or push it away or not, I don't have it, I don't get mad, I don't get, yes. like, you're gonna yeah. lose your mind. You're gonna lose your mind. Absolutely, and I, you know, and, and part, of, uh, part of what actually kept me out of the yoga world was sort of this like toxic positivity, like trying to make everything like sunshine and, love and light and all of this stuff. I wasn't really like, I didn't really get into that. I think just because of my life experience, that wasn't something that I really connected. You looked with. around at the world you were living in. You're like, it's, we can't always just be positive fucking beams of light all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, cause stuff is happening and, and in the body that I'm living in, you know, being black, being queer, being a woman, yes. like, it didn't always feel like that. So when I would hear that love and light, I get so pissed. Like, no, like, no, I want to get there, 
but somebody, I, I need to acknowledge the space that I'm in. And I feel like my practices gave me room to even grieve the fact that I didn't always feel free. I didn't always feel this love and light. And so being able to make space so I could grieve or be happy or whatever became a path to joy. Like that's, that's what I feel like I, I do even, and it sounds weird to say I, I work in a jail, you know, most days of the week. And yet I do think I talk to people a lot about the idea of joy, um, even in those circumstances, because if we can find ways to accept ourselves we, we can be free and joy is the idea of being able to stand in your own truth and say, this is who I am. And I don't care what anybody else thinks like, and I, and I find, I, I find liberation and freedom in that. And I've never been happier to, to be honest with you. Um, but it may not be happiness the way that it's been previously defined. Let's, let's talk about Rikers though, I guess yeah. let's get into that. It's, it's, Rikers, for anyone who's not familiar, is a world a famous yeah. prison. Yeah, um, there's a difference. It's a jail. It's a oh, it is a jail. Rikers yeah. is a jail. Oh, so it's um, like if correct me if I'm wrong, it's like an island. It is an island, um, and the difference. Quick lesson for folks: the difference between a prison and a jail. A jail is where um, generally people who are held before trial. So it's detention, um, or if you're serving a sentence that's generally less than a year. So it's like a county facility. Prisons are where people go who are spending more than a year. Um, and so it's, it's longer term sentences, but it is so, one of the most notorious ones in, in the country. So to put it in layman's terms, I've been to jail, but I have only <laughs> visited prisons. All right, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's is it the one in, uh, you ever seen Carlito's Way with Sean yeah. Penn? And when he yeah. walks out and grabs the gate and throws up and yeah. is it, it's- That is Rikers. Okay, yeah, that's that what I thought. Rikers. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, Rikers is um, Khalif Browder. I don't know if you heard about Khalif Browder, the, the young um, kid who was detained at Rikers. Oh my God, for like 16 years or whatever. It was three years and he was 16 and he oh, was there. killing himself. Um, and still and it, never charged. He was accused of stealing a backpack that he didn't um, steal. Yeah. Um, so there was, it's, it's very notorious for the conditions and, um, it's, um, it's really not a great place to be perfectly honest with you. And I first started going there, I was volunteering with an organization and I started doing that about seven, seven or eight years ago. Now, um, I was teaching a style of yoga that's, that's called trauma-informed, um, which sort of takes into the account this idea that the practice can be, um, um, rather than sort of using commanding language, it's, it's sort of in, an invitational approach. I like to think of it as really just treating people like people. Um, That's fair, so yeah. I was, I was teaching yoga and mindfulness there, and a few years ago, they, they launched a program where um, I, I work in a, the, the women's facility where I work one-on-one -on -one with people and I do mindfulness practices. So I'm like a mindfulness coach. And because I'm a, a yoga teacher um, and, a, and a meditation teacher um, and also like a Reiki practitioner, uh, I do whatever sort of makes sense. So people come see me, they can sign up for the program and they see me once a week generally. And we have sessions that are anywhere between five minutes to you know sometimes a half hour. 
And, and the, the great thing about the program is that I don't have to do anything specific. So if somebody comes in and, you know, they just want to do a meditation and sort of be silent, we do that. Sometimes it's a yoga class. Um, sometimes somebody's having a bad day, but you never know what's going, what's going to happen because anything can happen at any moment. So um, I feel so grateful that this is that like this is my gig, like this is what I do for a living. It's 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 um it's an amazing it's an amazing and I think a gift that I get to to do this work every day. I am really impressed by it, and and I had I had a friend who you know I visited went to Terminal Island for like twelve years. I've been I've been into some of those facilities, and. <clears throat> You know, I always think about the um, Reuben Carter, the, like the Bob Dylan song, how yes. he in a cell, but you can't like that, that mentality of you can lock me up, but you can't keep me in prison. Mm -hmm. um, there's something to that. And, and the idea of mindfulness and being like um, present at a time when you when you would think all you want to do is escape and get out of your own head and not be in that situation is is it's a it's a better uh step towards rehabilitation towards mm -hmm. become you can't be a criminal if you're being mindful all the time mm -hmm. you can't rob somebody mm -hmm. if you're being mindful mm -hmm. you, you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. it's it's a better rehab than we're just like oh if we punish him by taking away this and taking away that and then making mm -hmm. him do this it's just making people angry and 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 yeah not giving them tools when they get out they're given nothing if you do a long sentence mm -hmm. you get out and people are like oh well i guess i could hire you but i don't have to because you're a convict absolutely absolutely and if and then if we even look at the path for folks who end up incarcerated for all of the various reasons. And then the environment itself is traumatizing too. So, and, and people don't talk about that, that the experience of jail is traumatizing and there needs to be healing post-incarceration for people because of all the harm that happens just from being locked up. And I, and I, I actually have battles with my own spirit doing the work because I don't wanna feel like I am sort of helping people deal and, and give them resilience just so they can take on more bullshit of being in jail. Um, and it was, it was something that I really sat with and, and had to sort of unpack for myself. Like, am I part of the system or am I sort of a tool for like individual revolution? Um, and so I, I allow myself to, to really not, it's not about me, right? It's really about the person who sits down and what they need. So it's, it's more like, I'm, I'm here to sort of, <laughs> I'm Whoa, here to hold space. Right? Um, and, and what you need will sort of come out of this time that we spend together. So they're tools that people can take with them. And, and frankly, um, it's not, it's not that different than, than teaching a class in a, in a yoga studio or all any of the other places that I've taught. I think lots of times people have this idea of what, what the folks are like and like, Community members are community members no matter where they are. I think what becomes really challenging for me is just the oppressive system itself. Like even going to, to, to Rikers Island every day, it's like a process, right? Like it what takes long happened? to get to any jail and then you have to go through, oh, I think we lost John again. Sorry, um, no. sorry about that. Um, 
so it's, it's like when you're going to, you know, jail, it takes a long time to get there. And then there's a process of like security and clearance and all of these things. Those are like the heavier parts of the work rather than the actual individual work that I get to do with folks. I think that's sort of the, the easy part. And I put that in air quotes of my day rather right. than rather than the harder part. Which is dealing with the, like you said, getting in there and the yeah. process of like, it's like when people are like, oh, you're a comedian. You only work an hour a night. It's like, no, the hour a night is when I have fun right. and then traveling and dealing with shitty people. And that's the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the, but, yeah. but, but I would imagine that what you, when you get to meet with these people, is it, it's more of a one-on-one? It is one-on-one. I do group work too. And I used to do a lot more group work. So it's one-on-one and group work. I love doing the one-on-one because I have my own office. I have my own space. So it's, it's, and I have it set up. I mean, as nice as you can set it up in a jail. Sure. Um, but it's comfortable. So it's, and it's, it's quiet as anything like that can be. So it's sort of a, a place where somebody can come in and like exhale for a second. Yeah. Um, And, are you able to give kind of like um, each person who comes in, like when you first meet with them, do you give them any kind of evaluation in the sense that like you could maybe benefit from mindfulness or yoga or is there, or is it every day they come in, it's something different. They kind of give you what they want to do and you just sort of deal with it in the moment. That's such a great question. No one's ever asked me that. And I'm so glad you asked me that. Um, we do chat before, like I ask questions around um, different <clears throat> How do you sleep? Um, did you sleep well before incarceration? Because right. you know, sleep problems are one of the number one things that happen in jail. Um, but I have found that anecdotally speaking, a lot of folks weren't sleeping really well even before for various reasons. Um, how have you dealt with anxiety in the past? And so we talk a little bit, and then you know, I sort of decide, okay, well, let's try these things. And I'll, I'm going to talk about lots of different things and we'll try some things out and let's see what sticks. I was going to say, if, if, if they light up at something, if something yeah. hits them in a way, they're Absolutely. like, oh, this is intriguing. Yeah. Then you're like, yeah, let's focus here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and two, I've, I've had people say like, oh, this was stupid. I didn't like this at all. And I'm so grateful for that kind of honesty because there's nothing worse then sort of guiding through somebody, somebody through something and they're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. So when people are like, no, nah, that didn't really work for me. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's try this. Let's we'll try do something this. different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I bet, I bet the honesty is, um, is a lot, is a lot more. Oh, I do. I get people like people in, like in the real world. People are like, oh no, this was nice, and in there, I'd be like, yeah, I fucking hate this. This <laughs> fucking sucks. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do something else. Like, <laughs> true. It's so true. Even when I was teaching group classes at Rikers, um, it was not like that. Was not like a studio class. Like I have oh. some people doing a practice, and some people are like, what the fuck is she yeah. doing? Over yeah. There? Why am I even in here? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean. That was, but that was what made the class sort of fun. But I actually took that approach and brought it into my studio classes because there was such freedom in that. Like this idea that do what you want on your mat. Like it's yeah. your space. It's your mat. You should be able to celebrate yourself in whatever way that feels really good. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a great job it's a, and it's a heavy job too. You know, I mean, there's so much trauma and there is a lot of laughter. I don't think that people 
understand that. I think sometimes they just hear like Rikers and they're like, oh God, but um, I, I laugh a lot because I don't think if, if I didn't, I don't think I'd make it. And I well, think when I'm working with folks, if they didn't laugh, they wouldn't make it. I, I, I also think that you're somebody who's not like, yes, you're employed there, but you're not uh, uh, an authority figure yeah. in, in the sense that you're like, if you don't do this yoga, yeah. I'm going to take away your meal. Like, yeah. you don't, yeah. you're a human being yeah. and you treat them as human beings. And that is something when you're in prison, in jail, is not always the case from the people that work there. So, that's, and that's the lesson, I think, for systems in general that when we see people as people, people respond as people. And, and that is, I think, the problem with these systems. And it is why I think, you know, and my, it's not mandatory to come see me. So if somebody doesn't want to come a week, it's not like I'm like, oh, well, you know what, forget it. Like, this yeah, well, yeah, well, no, we're, we're done here. Like, yeah, we're done. It's, it's really about, okay, well, when you feel good, come back. Or if you don't want to, that's okay, too. Because this idea of choice is something that some folks have never even experienced the idea of being able to say no, especially in jail. In, I was going to say, yeah. Say no to me, I think is really um, freeing. And yeah, I think the, it's an important part of the process. Not, not having to do something that you don't necessarily want to do, mm-hmm. being able to make a choice in a, in a scheduled day that allows yep. you literally no choices. Yep. It's that has to, that has to hit inside. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see how it, it couldn't. I know that if I was in that situation, people like you would be the lifeblood. It would be yeah. without people who do that and come in and take the time and, and yeah, you get paid, but you're, it's not like, <laughs> I can't even imagine. You're not like taking baths in hundred dollar bills when you yeah, get home. Exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly. You, exactly. you get by with the money they give you and well, you do it and you don't do it for the wealth or fame yeah. or anything weird like that because it's just not there. And, yeah. and I feel like they know that as well. So they look at you as the closest thing they have to a friend or someone on the outside that, well, yeah. And you know, when you're in jail too, you talk to the same people every day. Over and um, over and over. Over and over and over. And aren't necessarily people that you'd be hanging out with. So to be able to sit sometimes too with somebody and, and have a conversation about something like mindfulness or yoga or just about a book that you're reading before you like do a practice. And I like to, I, and I talk with folks a lot too about this idea of agency, having agency over your own body. Um, particularly with the fact that, you know, the majority, there's a disproportionate of black and brown people who are incarcerated. So this idea of agency and giving agency over to people about what you can do inside your body in an environment that is actually confining you. I think that's, that's where the freedom is. And, and I hope that's what folks take. And if they don't, they don't, right? Because I, I do, I don't make it about me. People want to take stuff they they can, but if they don't, like that's okay too, because that's the choice. Yeah, this isn't not to take from Bill Burr or the movies, but this isn't this isn't Michelle Pfeiffer putting on a do rag and coming in and sitting in a backwards chair yeah. and being like, "Hey, I can relate to you." It's exactly. like, no, you fucking can't. Stop exactly. trying. Listen yeah. to me as a person. Don't yeah. pretend you can relate to me. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think people can smell when you're inauthentic. They, 
it, you know, it doesn't have to be in jail, but people, but in jail, you can smell inauthenticity like a mile away. You so, know, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that was something I learned early on. Like, I remember thinking like, oh, this, like a, a kid that I hung out with, I'm like, oh, he's really good with parents. And then my mom met him. My mom was like, that kid's full of shit. <laughs> and I was like, what? Go, yeah, he's full of shit. I don't buy any of that. And I was like, oh, other parents like him. She's like, I don't give a shit that other parents are dumb. Like this kid's full of shit. And I, yes. and he was, and he was full of shit. He was what? like, I don't give a fuck about your parents, your house. I don't give a shit. I, oh, hey, can I get it? It was like one of those things where you're like, God damn, she really read right through that. And and there is, there is like, I, it's like a phrase I heard and I just keep repeating it. Like perfectionism, perfectionists, that, that whole concept of being perfect is gone. It doesn't it's exist. Gone. And it's a useless thing to even contemplate. Whereas authenticity is all that matters. If you're doing yeah. something and you're doing it with authenticity, if you're doing something out of love and you put love into it, yep. it will at least like, if you did this and only reached one person, which I know is not the case, but if you only reach one person, that's something. It still would have been worth. It's Absolutely. still something, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. There's the there's this writer Adrienne Marie Brown who talks about perfectionism, and she she had it's called Emergent Strategy. It's an incredible book. It's a, a book about um, social tools using tools. Um, the sort of principle of being able to create social change through these principles of um, that she sort of connected with like Octavia Butler and poetry and it's unbelievable. But one of, one of the principles, which is my favorite where she says less prep, more presence. And it's like, you know, when you've done this study and you've learned all this stuff, it's like, you also just have to have a little bit of faith and let it all go. And so it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to show up. Um, and, and you just have to, once you know your stuff, you show up and what happens is what happens. And that I think is the way that our society is moving. And I think the pandemic really put us here that we can't prepare for shit anymore because who knew that we were going to be here, a, you know, a year and a half ago. Well, um, a yeah, lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people predicted this, but, <laughs> but, um, well, I, I agree with you. And the idea that, um, you know, it, it, I, I have, there's an acting guy that I follow online He's an acting teacher. Um, and he has this Joseph Perlman and he talks about that. Like you do the training and you, you, you get it all in, but then right before you go in there, you throw it away Yep. because yep. you don't want to be taken out of the moment. You don't want to look like you're acting. You want to be as authentic in the room as possible. So that's what everything is about now. It's like nobody mm. wants to meet and know anybody who's perfect. Nobody yeah. wants to hear a comic go on stage and talk about how yeah. they're perfect. Nobody wants, nobody can relate to that because perfectionism is not even a, a realistically obtainable thing for anyone Yep. because it's subjective and we yeah. don't even know what the fuck perfect means. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about being authentic, authentic and putting as much love behind the stuff that you do as you can. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's success, that, that's success regardless of the outcome, like financially or whatever. Uh oh, am I gone again? No, I think I, oh, I froze for a second. I'm good. Oh, okay. 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 Um, oh, wait, I, froze again. I can see you're moving for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, this, is she doing yoga in the, yeah. She just being weird. I was just, I was like, can you, can I, am I seeing? Okay. 
No, I'm seeing you. Um, so the Rikers thing, how long has that been? How long have you been doing that? Um, I've been, I started going in about seven years ago. I've been oh, wow. full time for the past two and a half, actually. So okay. I was going in once a week um, on a volunteer basis. And then I started working full time um, about two and a half years ago. Wow. Okay. So that was, so in, during all that is when you did this TBS show. Mm-hmm. Um, which was called uh, Lo- uh, Lost Resort. Lost Resort. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and it was um, healers and people who needed kind of healing. I guess you could mm-hmm. say it was a. It's a reality show. It's on TBS. Uh, I believe it's still up. You can watch it. Right. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. How did that come about for you? And how did it work in with the Rikers gig and being? Yeah. Funny how Lost Resort happened. I think I was probably one of the last people who was cast. Um, somebody reached out to me on Instagram, believe it or not. And That's said, how it's done now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not one of these yoga teachers who has like thousands and thousands of people following her on Instagram. I don't like. And you didn't submit to the show. You no, weren't like, no, I, I no, want to. Yeah. They no. found you. A, a, a casting agent just reached out and it was like in the middle of October and it was an interesting time too. Cause my dad had died a month before. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so I was in this like very sort of tender, reflective, deep grieving place. Um, and still really feeling his presence and, and like out of the blue, I got this opportunity and I said, well, yeah, I guess why not? I mean, I've never done any TV. It was just like, okay, well, this sounds kind of interesting. It could be a total disaster, but let's And you get a trip to Costa Rica. That's exactly what I was thinking. Worst case scenario, you get to see some Costa Rica. Exactly, for three weeks. And literally a month later, I was flying down to Costa Rica to shoot. Like, that's how fast it happened. Wow, wow. Yeah, it was really really fast. Yeah, and and, and I'm not, you know... um, I'm not going to speak negative about anybody else on the show. The show was what it was. It served its purpose. Um, some of those people I feel did benefit. Some of the people mm-hmm. that were there did benefit from the help they got. Um, how how was the experience for you in terms of, because, you know, as someone who's trying to be authentic and d- yeah. work in the moment with people and someone's like, ooh, can you do that again? Can Your mic fell off. We got it, yeah. you know. I wasn't, you know... I have to say it was really quite an incredible experience because really for the most part, unless there was like something that happened, there was not that idea of, Oh, can you do that again? It was really like this retreat that we had. And that's good. That's like, you know, flies on the wall, really watching this retreat. And I felt, I really felt like I could show up and, and, and be myself and, and do the work that I do. Um, and I don't like, I know they call this healers. I hate that word for myself. Sure. Yeah. It's just not me. Like I, I there are people out there who do that, but I, I don't think I'm one of them. Do like, you think that sounds, it, it doesn't sound authentic. Like I'm a healer. You're like, uh, okay. Jesus hands. Like right. when what? I think of healers, I do think of people who do this work, but who have been doing it because it's been in their lineage for generations and who have studied it. Like it's, it's like a, it, and that's not me. Like, I am somebody who teaches mindfulness practices and I like to be sort of accessible with them without any of the dogma. Um, but you know, whatever I, you know, I got over that, but I do think that people 
um, really took something away from the experience. I took something away from the experience. Um, yeah. It was healing for me to be going through this grieving process on my own and sort of do the work that I was doing in this incredible environment um, and really connect with people. I still talk to a lot of the folks that who are on the show quite often. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. I yeah, see. I, I lifelong friends on doing that. So. That's that's great. I, I you know, I worked on one of my first uh, television jobs. I was a production assistant on a show that shot in Costa Rica. And I remember like you bond with the crew, you know, you're like, we've been a month, we're in Costa Rica, it's been torrential rain, we've been dealing with weather, it's crazy. And I'm like, I'm gonna know all these people forever. And then like, you get back to LA and everyone just gets off a plane and you <laughs> never see him again. And you're like, what happened? But yeah, that's good that you could, yeah, you know, make, bond with people that's gonna have lasting effects, you know? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I talked, I talked to Becca like once a week, she was the pastor. Um, I talked to Benjamin and Atassier. They were two of the healers on the yeah. show. And Nico, like I, like I really did connect with people. Um, yeah. So it was, and I think it was a great. I think it was a great experience to just be able to do that work for people to get an idea of what it looks like to explore some of these practices. That and that's the like. I mean, I assume that that's the hope with a show like that is like yes, it it should be entertaining and it's got the TBS you know, kind of twist to it. And you're supposed mm -hmm. to like, you know, a little teaming up here and there, but, but for the most part, you want it to like, that's why I wanted to do a show about yoga. And now we're, I'll put a slash there in mindfulness because I want other people to, even if it's just a spark where they're like, what was he talking about that thing? And then they look it up and then they find yeah. like Eckhart Tolle or Ram Dass or somebody yeah. who can explain things way better than I can. And then they're like, oh, I think this is what he was, this is what he meant. And like, just a spark, just put it in there. Yeah. Like a TBS show like that, somebody watches that and they're like, oh, well, yoga seems to work or that seems to work. Or, and, and honestly, to me, the big takeaway is talk about your problems. Yes. Talk about things, say them out loud. Like the idea that, because uh, I, I was for a long time, I was like, I would never need to see a psychiatrist or a therapist because I will I will deal with my own issues. Mm -hmm. And if by dealing with them, that means I need to push them down and pour some Jack Daniels on it and then <laughs> a deep dish pizza, then that's what it's going to be. And I that's how I handle my I, I said that to one of my friends was talking about crying. He's all oh, I cried. And I go, you cried? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, what do you do when you're emotional? And I was literally like, smoking a cigarette, holding a beer. And I was like, I just shrugged. I was like this, I don't know what you want from me. And he was, and then like late years later, I'm still friends with him. And I was like, Hey man, I also cry too sometimes. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I know you're a human being. <laughs> Budweiser is not a cure all like, Oh, okay. So it, it, it's just that spark is all, all you can ask is like, get people interested in the idea, you know, and then. And yes. And having different people do it, like seeing somebody like both of us don't look like your stereotypical people who do yoga. And that's why I think conversations like this are so powerful, right? Like anybody can do it. It that doesn't matter if you um, are in a wheelchair, if you are five, if you're 50, anybody can do these practices. And I think that's, that's what's transformational about it. And I think actually that's what I feel grateful about so much yoga going online during the pandemic because it made this even more accessible. Because 
let's face it, yoga classes are expensive. Oh. I mean, they're not cheap. A class is like 25 to 35 bucks, sometimes even more than that. But now you can go to a fantastic studio with teachers you may never have been able to afford in the past and go online from the comfort of your living room for like 15 bucks and take a class or like 100 bucks for the whole month. It's really leveling things and flattening this whole, um, like the whole practice. And I think that's beautiful. Um, that's, I, that's where transformation's happening. I 100% agree. And, and I'm not, and yes, you should pay for these classes, but if you're thinking about like, I don't, I can't afford it, they are online for free as well. Mm -hmm. Like I, there's a yep. couple, like the floating yoga school, yoga by Adrian, yoga with Adrian yep. are two that I, that I go, if I'm really looking to sweat it up, I do the floating yoga school. If I need to take care of myself, I do the, the yoga with Adrian. But, yeah. but, but what you're saying is like, like how, you know, if it's like, oh, you got to work out, you got to lift weights, you got to do cardio. Not everybody can do those things. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can lift weights. Not everybody can do cardio. But there is a video online that will specifically point to your level of ability or athleticism in yoga. Mm -hmm. So like if all you need to do, all you can do is sit down and do arm lifts, there's mm -hmm. a video for that. That like there's a way and it, it it should start slowly because when I started, I couldn't even touch my toes. I was yeah. like, I, I literally like now I can't, I, I, I don't understand how I lived waking up every day and not doing yoga. It was like, I slept in a suitcase yeah. and then I just got up and then my body was just real shitty all day. And I was like, this is how <laughs> it is to be human. And yeah. now I'm like, Oh, well I can move and I feel better. And you know, there's just so many benefits to it that once you get that spark in there and you see one video, you start to want and you start to feel better. I mean, and you don't go back like you, you don't go back, I think. And that's what I think this practice is different in some ways than other than other physical practices, because there is sort of like an awakening that happens. And you you just because you don't physically practice, you are still with the practice in some ways, like every day. I'm thinking about yoga in some way. Like it's, it seeps it's all, in. It yeah. seeps in like just by you. just a little bit at a time and yep. then it pretty soon like you you say you walk off the mat and you're still mindful about how you move. Like yes. I have back problems. I'm very mindful now about how I pick things up and how I get off the couch and how I bend down. Yeah. Before I was like, oh, I can't believe I keep throwing my back out. Well, yeah, you don't stretch at all and you're lifting with your back. Like stop yeah. doing like just dumb shit. It was, it's just, if you just feel better, it just we, opens you up. We have beautiful conversations with ourselves. Like I feel like that's what this practice starts to do for us. It allows us to talk to ourselves in ways that we talk to people that we love, but we often don't use that same voice when we talk to ourselves. But when we start practicing things like yoga and become more present, we start using that tender voice with ourselves. And that's when I think change happens. And that's when I also think you move differently with the rest of the world. If I'm talking to myself kindly, I really can't talk to other people unkindly because I realize I'm connected. And I see them differently. I see their suffering. Like I see like, oh, just like me, they're just trying to get through the day. They yeah, are. Yes. And and there there is something with that where you know, you I don't know how I'm trying what I'm trying to say is you you know, you I don't know. I'll I'll back up. Uh okay. sorry. Um 
what was I, I had I, man I had a really good point but I again I was, I'm trying to be present and not think too far ahead and then I, I that. <laughs> no that's good I you know I when I first started practicing I got really into the physical part of it and it really turned into an addiction to me like I for me I was practicing um I was taking sometimes three classes back to back and it was all about like nailing a handstand or, you know, it became really intense and it was very, um, it wasn't healthy. I was just sort of swapping the old way that I was thinking and just inserting my, my physical <clears throat> yoga practice. And then I hurt my shoulder. So I couldn't practice. And that's when I actually started to slip into meditation because I couldn't move my body. So that's when I started to allow myself to be still. And then I realized, oh, I, I was just getting high off of the endorphins. I wasn't really dealing with anything. And now I understand what's really happening. So it's, it's always unfolding for me. And I notice that when I'm even in a class, like as a yoga teacher, you get so judgy and like you look at somebody practicing next to you and you're like, why is her practice like that? Like you, you get, and then, and then you have a flicker of recognition. You're like, why are you being so shitty? Why? Are yeah. You why are you, you oh. see, you see what you're doing and you why understand you your behavior. That? Yeah. But and that's funny. I mean, back. you bring it and if, and if yoga teachers say that they don't do that, they are full of shit. Right. Everybody that, that it, it, we're living in a Western society of like, yeah. like I said, like that's why I took the class because I'm not going to let some 60 year old lady <laughs> do yoga better than me. Like it's, uh, that was my mindset. Like clearly that's not the mindset I have now. And you, you walk away from that, but but yeah, it's it really like how you move, how you react, how you think, you know, it just again, I keep saying it opens you up, but I mean like opens you up to the rest of the experiences you can have, you know. It's wild. It you... My 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 yoga practice is like a microcosm of what's going on in my life. Like I can see how I'm dealing with life by the way that I'm dealing with my yoga practice. Like if I'm going too hard or if I'm starting to get really judgy with myself about my practice and if I find myself getting distracted, I am for sure doing that off the mat. So now my practice is a way to check in like, oh, you're upset about something like doing tree pose is not a reason to get angry. <laughs> Like, why are you pissed at the yoga teacher? Yeah, I yeah. You don't feel like doing tree pose. It's really not that, Onika. Let's let's get real for a second. To I uh I yelled fuck you at the uh, the chick on the TV because she was like holding a pose for too long, and I was like, what the what are you a fucking robot? And I was like so angry, and then I was started laughing. I thought I fell over. I I was laughing. I'm like I'm yelling. One, it's a TV. I'm yelling. This is like watching sports. I yell at the hockey players. Like this is stupid. And two, I'm yelling about yoga. Like yeah. come on, like get this fucking. Yeah insane but i i know what i wanted to say earlier is that we like when you talk about when you talk kindly to yourself you you can't speak harshly to somebody else and i mean i can't speak for all humans but me i know that there are times when i would give my friends like this advice about being good to yourself and hey man we're human beings we make mistakes and like i give them all this kind of advice I turn around, I do one thing wrong, and I'm like, oh, you fucking idiot, you moron. And then I am like so harsh on myself. And it's yeah. like, but 
I just told this other guy, he did a way worse thing. I told him to cool out and everything was going to be fine. And now I'm like, I can't believe I forgot to bring my fucking quarters down to the laundry thing. Like, it's like, what? Like, it doesn't make me stupid. It's uh-huh. just, I made a mistake. It's like, you just get kinder all around. And and it's got to start with you because we're, the, we're our harshest critics. We're our harshest. Nobody can be as mad at me as mm-hmm. me when I make a mistake, you know? Yep. That's where transformation and that's where I think social change is going to happen. I don't think it's, yes, we need to do external stuff. I'm not saying that kind of stuff doesn't need to happen, but the real change, it starts here. When we start having really lovely, tender conversations with ourselves and look at those icky parts that we want to ignore and all that shit about ourselves that we don't want to admit out loud, but when we can do that and make space around it, we move different. We move differently. And that's when you can start having conversations with people that are different because you're no longer coming from this place of shame. Um, And yoga did that for me. And it sounds like I know people might be listening like, yeah, right. But it really did. Um, It it, like I can do stuff and fall on my face in a practice. And it's now it's not about like, oh, my God, you're such a failure. You're never going to amount to anything. I can't teach yoga. I can't even do yoga. Exactly. 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 And now it's. Now it's laughter. Yeah. Or, and even when it is, even when that voice does come back, right? Because the voice still comes back. Sure. Now I can see it and be like, I don't have time for you right now. Like, yes, yeah, there, but hang out over here for right now. You're not your thoughts. You're yeah. not these things. It's like, it, it, it's, it's like, it's like we were talking about one person at a time, but it's like a, a conscious awakening that is, mm-hmm. is, is growing. I really mm-hmm. do. I mean, my whole thing is like, if you, you didn't know me 10 years ago, but people who did know me 10 years ago, if I would have said 10 years ago, oh, I'm going to be doing yoga and meditating and talking about mindfulness and people are going to go, dude, you're going to be dead. So don't worry about it. Like you're going to either blow it up or have a heart attack or whatever because you're so high strung. And, and, and it's just, it's opened everything up. It's changed just the way I do everything. And it's been, and mindfulness too. And, and, and it's not an overnight thing. It's like, like you said, I took some classes and I fell out for a little bit and then I got back into it and then I fell out for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. it took a while and it took a while to, you know, meld the breath with the motions and the thoughts mm-hmm. and disappearing. And it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's totally worth it. It's like, yeah. If you if you like getting high, but you don't like coming down, this might be something that you yeah. would that'll kind of lift you up all the time. Right, right. I don't yeah, know. we we get high to distract ourselves from the fact that we don't get want to be present. And when you start to realize that life is just happening in this moment, you you actually find less need to sort of distract yourself. Right. Because because you can sort of just deal with whatever's going on. Like it's when I wasn't dealing with stuff that I was reaching and grasping for all of these other things to make myself run away from the, the very thing that I was avoiding, which was myself in the moment. And then when you do that, like you do move differently. You do. It doesn't mean that you have a smile on your face, but you are you're whole. And when you're whole and sort of accepting of yourself, really anything's possible. Yeah. That is a good as place as any as I think to to wrap it up. But um, just really, uh, this when I started doing this podcast, when me and Indy were talking about it, I wanted to 
all I all I was doing, all I do is like read and look at videos and mindfulness and and that sort of process of being present all the time or doing it to the best of your ability. And I was like, I want to do a podcast on that. And then I was like, no, I don't because that's going to ruin it for me. And then <laughs> if every episode, I would just be repeating myself the whole time. And so the the next best thing was to kind of celebrate things that we think are great, but, but bring a mindfulness to those things, you know? Oh, so that's what we're sort of trying to do when we do this podcast. And this has been, I mean, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, just a lot of, it's just probably the uh, most meaningful conversation. You know, we're this, uh, hopefully people hear this and it sparks something. And like I said, there's videos online, you know, um, or try getting arrested, going to Rikers. There you go. And then that you could get a free yoga class. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Onika, thank you so much. Is there anything thank you want to plug? Is there where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me on Instagram uh, under Onika Mays. You can go to my website, onikamaze.com. We'll um, post links to those if things. You wanna, I do actually free meditations on Mondays on Zoom. Oh. Um, so p if people want to try some meditation, they can do that. Awesome. We'll put up yeah. a link to all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And. Um, Please continue the work. It's thank important. You. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Really, thank you. Wow, what, what a human being. Mm. What a human being. I mean, um, Onika that was Mace, fun. everybody. That was, that was that was great. Like I told her, I, I I wanted to do the whole podcast about mindfulness, and it would have been you know boring as fuck. But um, talking to people like that is. Well, Anika Fantastic. is just a, just a, you, you could tell like she's, you know, walks the walk. Like, yeah. you know, it, yes. it's, 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 it's incredible how, how much personal development you can actually like uncover when you can like grab a brush and try to like dust some stuff Get off. Get some of the you crud know? off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Wipe some of that shit out of your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, Indy, what are your Social media handles. Oh, it's at Indy Fawcett on Instagram, y'all. Uh, Indy is, like Indiana Jones, Fawcett like Farah. We're that doing is it. Hot, hot stuff. My mom asked me that. She goes, "What's Indy short for?" I said, "Indiana." She goes, "Is that a nickname?" <laughs> nope. Uh, I am on Instagram at j o n underscore h u c k and Twitter at j o n h u c k, all one word. John Huck. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to Speaking Highly. We'll see you next week. Yeah.